Welcome to Living a Sex Positive Life, where we can guarantee the topic will be about sex. We'll talk about the good and the bad, the health and healing benefits, the adventures, the relationships, as well as the crimes and the tragedies. Our mission is to educate, entertain, and just talk about that touchy subject that affects us all, sex. Now here's your host, Angelique Luna. Good evening, everyone. It's Angelique Luna. I'm here with my husband and co-host, John C. Luna. Hello, everyone. So this is a special little broadcast because this was done on the road to Jacksonville to visit Professor X and our sex. Oh, it's like I just said Professor <laughs> But if you look, but at she her... did go ahead and say she liked Professor Sex and did pull For... a logo from Professor X. So definitely an X Men fan, which is only a bonus. Right. If you look at her logo, it does look like the X Men logo. So, which I thought was pretty cool. Not that the copyright lawyer should look at that. We like it the way it is. <laughs> no, no, because it's not really copyright because the way sex is. So that's why. Unless you're really a geek mind, but we always look for some, you know, it's like the hidden Mickeys at Disney. So it's of just course. the hidden geek stuff. So we went to see her presentation. Oh, crap. Shoot. I can't remember the name of it. Well, it was definitely a good presentation on sex. It was done in a coffee shop uh, up in Jacksonville on a Sunday afternoon. She had quite a showing. And we went ahead and recorded it, and we're going to be playing it for our listeners' enjoyment. Yes, it was at the, oh, how do you even pronounce that cafe's name? It was such a cute cafe. It was, and they expanded. Yes, they are expanding it, which is fantastic that they're going to. So every other week, she does have presentations. I know she is coming up August 20th. She's doing Professor Sex, Sex Ed Sunday, Body Positivity. So definitely check it out there. But here is the audio clip of it, and hopefully you enjoy it. We did our very best to make it as clear as possible. We were traveling, and little hiccups on audio, but I hope you do enjoy. Hey, everyone. It's Angelique Luna, and today we are with Professor Sex. Hello. Oh, say your full. I don't know your real it's, name. I just know Professor it's Sex. Angel Califatis, but Professor Sex is fine. That's how most people know me on the internet. So, best way to find her. We just attended her presentation, "The Science of Sex Drive and Desire," which was fantastic. We did a little bit on Instagram stories, but Swing Towns was here, and they were doing an Instagram live on that. I think they had a Facebook live too. Okay. So, because yeah, I only follow them on right now. Instagram, but it's good to know they're on um, Facebook. Yes. We are going to have them soon on the show. Awesome. Uh, unfortunately, probably October, because we were booked up three months in advance. That's a good problem to have. I know. It's fantastic, <laughs> especially with all the traveling we're doing. So, let's talk about you. All Ooh. about you. Okay. <laughs> so, yes. Tell us your story. How did you get started? Uh, why are you doing this? <laughs> why am I doing this? Uh, so, I started doing sex ed like six years ago. I was going to go to law school. And found out that my daughter was on the autism spectrum and dropped out during orientation. And so uh, she had, at the time, we were like suspicious that she was autistic, but we didn't have a diagnosis because she was really young. So the therapy situation was out of control. And so I needed to be very available during the day. My ex was in the military, so it was just me. And so I needed something I could do that was flexible. So I started selling sex toys at night. And so I was doing these like in-home parties. Like some people have done them as like Tupperware parties, but it's still those. And uh, so I was doing those. And the company that I worked for had a really heavy focus on sex ed. And so I had all this opportunity to educate myself because people, when you sell sex toys, people think you know everything there's to know about sex and they tell you all of their sex stories. And I didn't have answers because I had 
abstinence-based sex ed growing up. So I didn't, I was like, I know how your toy works, but I didn't know how to like answer their real, and I felt bad that I didn't have it. So I started learning more on my own. And we were at a Pure Romance, it was Pure Romance was the company, um, which I didn't get their permission first, but that's what I worked for. You can Google it. Uh, And we were at the Pure Romance World Conference and the... um, the key, not the keynotes, but the opening night speaker, the opening ceremony speakers were Dr. Logan Levkoff and Dr. Ian Kerner. And I was sitting in the front row because I'm a big Hermione dork. And like 3,000 people in this auditorium. And I looked at my best friend and I said, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to do what they're doing. And I was completely enamored by sexology and sex education, like on an academic level. So fast forward uh, a few years. I um, am now in grad school. I am finishing up a thesis. I always knock on wood when I say that because I've done all, it's called ABT, all but thesis. I've done all my coursework and I'm just writing this thesis project. So uh, I'm doing that. It's a master's of science. It's a research-based program. So I'm not going into therapy. That's not what I do. Uh, I'm just in education and research. Um, And so I'm also working on my ASECT certification. So that's American Association of Sexual Educators, Counselors, and Therapists. And I am under supervision to be an ASECT certified sexuality educator. Yes. Yeah, and their credential, like, it's a great credential to have, but their requirements for certification are um, intense. Oh, yes. And so I went online and I said, okay, do I meet, do I meet the requirements to even have it be worth it to apply for this process? Because what you do is you, like, write a contract with a supervisor and then ASEC looks at your contract, looks at your CV and says, oh, like, we... Uh, this is awesome, you're a good candidate, and then you're under contract. And you have 12 to 18 months from that day to get so many hours and have so much supervision and then if you and build your packet and then you send this big application to them and they decide, like, yes, we'll put our name behind you or no, we won't. Um, and so that's, I'm in that, they've accepted my contract, I'm in the thing, I'm under supervision, you know. So I'm writing my thesis and I'm doing all this education. Yes, so. congratulations. On Thank that. you. I know it's like it was my first conference there and I felt kind of out of place just due to the fact there wasn't that many people of color and I was like oh and then when I saw the requirements I understand why because it, it is like a 10% of sexologists are people of color and it, it, we're trying to grow that you know and especially think aware and that was getting big talks this year so next yes. year's going to be interesting um, in Colorado 2018 the ASAC conference <clears throat> they are going to have a King, uh, 102 or 201 can't remember but they are going to have no, a King track. Yeah, King track stuff right there with the whole dungeon space and everything. So it's going to be fun. Yeah, I know. I'm excited. I have a friend who is a therapist, a uh, social worker and therapist in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and she actually reached out to me this morning. We are going to uh, submit an abstract to present together at, like, in the kink track at ASAC next year. So, awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. All right. Fingers crossed. So. <laughs> Yeah. What's the rest so of okay, so I um I work at the LGBT center at the local university, so at UNF. Um, I work there. Uh, I have a graduate student position there, so I run a mentor program there, and I love doing that. And I do a lot of identity education there. We do a lot of sex and gender 101 and LGBT 101 and trans 101, that kind of thing, real basic level stuff for students who maybe aren't familiar with these concepts or faculty that aren't familiar with these concepts and would like to be. Um, and I do really enjoy that. But the stuff that I get to do as professor sex, which is very separate from that job, is where my heart is because I. I identify as queer and kinky and poly, and I really believe that there's a big 
gap in sex education for um, people of color, for people who are kinky, for people who are poly. Like, there's not, the intersections just aren't there. Right now, a lot of sex ed, even progressive sex ed, is really white and really heteronormative and really monogamous. And what is safe and healthy in those spaces are not the same things that are safe and healthy for people who are not white and straight and heteronormative and monogamous. And, you know, so, so you have to go, okay, like we want everybody to have access to all the good information. How do we do that? Well, I want to contribute to that conversation. So, so I'm interested in any time I can teach, uh, about what's on the edges of society. So like my name, Professor Sex, I never get to talk about this, but I'm, uh, so I picked Professor Sex because it sounds like Professor X, like yes. X-Men. And it was deliberately meant to be an X-Men reference because I kind of think of all of the folks in the fringes. We're like the X-Men of sex, right? Like all of us with our, with our quirky weirdo identities, we're like the X-Men and we have all our sexual superpowers and and where's our space to be that? And I was like, oh, that's where I want to be. I want to be in those spaces. So, Absolutely. Yeah, we were talking about that on the far right. I was like, yeah, our logo looks like the X-Men logo. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> we're like super excited on that. Yeah, because it's like, this is where I want this podcast to be, all about Professor Sachs. I mean, that's okay. Whatever you want to say. It's like I'm still learning because it's like, I think we've only been following each other for the last two months there. Yeah, it's been really yeah, short. Recently, so. so, and especially in the the Bible Belt is tough, right? <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Well, I would love to keep talking, uh, like, beyond this. Uh, so I, I really have the good fortune of leveraging my position at UNF to organize UNF's first sex week. And so we did that this last year. Um, yeah, you, yeah. Well, for that, I don't know if you googled any. If that was a, that was. Yeah, no. So that was it. Yeah, and that's its own story. But that uh, we're in the Bible Belt. That was met with some interesting opposition. We learned some lessons, and mostly what I learned is that the opposition means we need to keep doing it. Yeah. We need to, the con- so some of the conversations that became problematic were um, conversations about kink and poly and pleasure, and uh, so there was like a sex toy class that there was a threat to cancel it, and there was a a BDSM 101, like how is BDSM not abuse? It wasn't like how to do BDSM. It was like let's talk about those identities and how people move through those spaces and how do you be safe and um, there was a talk about poly and like what is it and how is it not cheating and what is it to be ethical in non-monogamy but because we don't have good we don't have good familiarity with those terms like culturally especially here in the south those terms really hit a lot of stigma buttons for people and hit a lot of misinformation buttons for people and what do people do when they're uncomfortable they like shut it down the moment that there's discomfort, it's like, you know what? Just forget it. We're not doing this. And so we fought. Uh, I'm so excited that I, as a student, I can do a lot of stuff that a non-student, like professional staffer, would not have been able to do. I have some academic freedom. And so I was able to join the student group and help get res- – I'm really resourceful, and I'm really good at finding resources. And so we were able to, like, channel some resources to the student group and still have these conversations that were threatened to be canceled. And so we're going to do it again. And so now we kind of have this agreement with the university that I'm going to pitch to them all the things I want to do and they're going to go okay we can get behind these and then the rest of them are on the student group and then we kind of are so now the the spaces are collaborating together to still have the conversations everybody wants but have them in a way that is the best fit but my I'm very excited that my goal for this next sex week is uh, to talk about intersectionality in sex education and intersectionality in 
these spaces and what does it mean to be sex positive and inclusive. And I want to talk about intersections with race and intersections with physical ability and intersections with gender identity and intersections with uh, relationship structures and relationship styles and power dynamics and how those things contribute to your ability to make healthy choices about who you are and how you engage. So I would love to continue to work with you guys to have those conversations because what we need are people who are having those conversations. Oh, yeah. What we don't need, that the one thing was like, sex week was great, but it was really white. And I was like, yeah, it really was. And, uh, you know, and we, our keynote was amazing. She was a queer, Latina, femme, like woman. Um, it, uh, Dulce Garcia. And um, yeah, Dulce Garcia is amazing. And she was our keynote. So we, I mean, we do our best, but it's, it, we're not doing a great job. But the right. goal this year, I was like, you know what? That just needs to be the conversation we're having. Yeah. We just need to be having like, okay, how do we freaking do better? Let's yes. do better. So I'm really excited. That's what the, we're moving in next year is like intersection. Awesome. So definitely like to help out as much as I can. Yes. You know, Diversify. Yeah, that, that's, that's why with the podcast, we always try to bring as much diversity as possible there. Yes. You know, just because I, I know it's way too much white out there. It is, and yeah. It it's not racist. It's, not, it's accurate. Dallas just uh, was a couple weeks ago, and Cunny Minx, who is like... Yeah, I love Cunny Minx, yeah. Yes, uh, had her opening keynote, and she got quite a bit of a backlash for now. People are like, Well, the organizers of Poly Dallas are women of color, um, and they do a really great job. But I did know that they, I did know or hear that there was some backlash about. Um, I, I think that the narrative is just coming from white people. Even when yeah. we talk, like as a white woman, I get it. Like it's I when you see a face, it's often a white face or a white passing face. It just is. Like those are the faces that end up in pictures, that end up on, you know, in lubricant ads and in condom ads and that end up on brochures at your doctor's office and that end up on the news. It's these faces and those aren't the communities, like the other communities aren't getting representation. Right. And so I think it's important to go out of our way. There's a lot of really awesome people people of color doing amazing work and so let's do this work together and there are really awesome people with disability doing this work mental disability physical disability uh all kinds of challenges i i do a lot of sex education for folks with developmental disability adults with developmental disability and it's a totally different set of needs and a totally different conversation than having than teaching their same age peers in a traditional classroom and they absolutely deserve to have the same access to healthy, awesome sex that anybody else has. Because guess what? They want to and they're doing it and they deserve that voice. And so, and they deserve it to come from people who know their community intimately. And so, it's, let's build those communities. Yeah, so, yeah, because I know a lot of my specialty is like with teaching parents about sex ed to their kids, doesn't matter what it is, and especially, you know, age appropriate sex education. It doesn't, and people just still kind of freak out. It's like, what do you mean? Yes. You gotta understand what a healthy relationship is, because that's the first question I ask every time I teach my workshop, and people are like, "What? And What's a healthy relationship?" About sex. I'm like, "That's part of sex." Yes, absolutely. The first workshop we did here was a workshop on negotiation and consent and how to ask for what you want in a relationship. And I think people thought that they were going to come here and get like a, how do I get my girlfriend to do anal like workshop? And that's not <laughs> what we did at all. What we did was we talked about yes, no, maybe lists and we talked about the five love languages and we talked about how to know what you want and communicate it in a way that you're like, uh, 
consent is a conversation. It's a collaboration. It's consensus. You're coming to that consensus together. It's not, I'm going to do this thing to you. Okay, fine. It's let's come together and have a healthy relationship and communicate about what we want. And that's just as much a part of sex as getting your girlfriend to do anal with you. Like it just is, it's more. (laughs) So I mean, and if that's what you want, that's fine, but that's a different discussion. (laughs) Like, (laughs) She means the the demonstrative aids, not my actual yeah, vulva and, and clitoris. Very, very <laughs> no, no. It, it was like if anyone followed the vlog, her would make it the vulva and me and, and Kate. Yeah. Oh yeah, you guys. Yeah. So I have a, yes, I have my 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 vulva, the vulva, and Dolores, the clitoris, and there are my demonstrative aids. My cousin has a three D printer and he printed the clitoris for me, and so I often talk about how my cousin gave me a clitoris, and he love hates the joke. So I'll make sure he gets copy of this. Oh, yes. <laughs> he was here in the back of the room. He like, yeah. He teaches. He teaches. Um, he teaches uh, in the psych department on campus, okay. and I do the uh, sexuality lecture for his intro to psych class. And oh, so awesome. we get to teach together a lot, and I get to. He jokes a lot with his students, like, "Oh, my cousin's going to come talk to you about sex. This won't be weird for me at all," you know. <laughs> so my parents have come. They come sit in the front row of my stuff all the time. Uh, I did a bingo night, like a charity bingo night for my research, and the prizes were all adult because that's what I do, and that's what people wanted. And it was like the drag queen bingo, and um, my dad won like this big flogger, and I was like, and I was like, so I got to give my dad a flogger in front of like seventy people. <laughs> she was like very like yeah, like they were, my parents were really uh, sex positive and really they're good sports so you know I never asked if they used it I don't want to know but you know like (laughs) yeah no no but I it's just fun to have people in my life that are that supportive I know it's a privilege and not everybody has it um there are definitely people that don't love what I do and uh there have been family members and close friends that have distanced themselves uh when I came out was probably the hardest thing so coming out uh, coming out as bi like that created some distance and then when I came out as uh kinky and poly that created some more distance because again people don't know they hear kink and they think abuse they think BDSM uh like they think uh like toxic messages about BDSM like 50 shades and that kind of thing and they don't get it or they think Polly and they think you just want to cheat you big slut like that kind of thing you know and I'm like okay I'm slutty but that's not what that is you know or whatever um and so I think okay every time I have somebody who I grew up with or somebody whose family that distances themselves from me because of this it's one more like notch in the column of this is why I do what I do not to alienate people but because they are alienating themselves because they don't understand and if they understood and they got it and they knew, they wouldn't alienate themselves. They would know, like, this is a thing healthy people can do. Right. So, so let, let's break down the title that you've just given because you went from bi to queer to uh, mm. kink. And probably it was like, so that's a lot. Like, wait, wait, wait. That's I know. Suit. What, what are you talking about? I know. About I get that? to hit all the buttons. Um, yeah, exactly. So I uh, introduce myself as queer to most people because it's like a great elevator pitch word of like what I am I'm queer and then people can kind of decide on their own if they want more information and so some people will ask like oh queer what does that mean for you or they'll go I thought that was a dirty word and I wasn't supposed to use it um or whatever and so then I get to have a conversation and then some people just won't ask because again like consent is a conversation and maybe people don't want to know what I mean when I say queer so if people ask then I will explain and I'm happy to but for me queer means uh bisexual and it also includes for me uh 
BDSM and polyamory. So uh, I'm in a power exchange relationship. Uh, my partner's my dominant. I'm submissive. I wear a collar like everywhere. I have one on right now. You guys can't see it, but it's on. Yes. Um, it's not the Michael Kors collar, but similar to it. I know. It's a, it's an eternity collar. It's like loop. So, um, and, uh, and then poly. I'm poly. My partner's monogamous. Uh, so that's always a fun conversation that we get to have as we negotiate those things and talk about those boundaries. But um, it's those... Uh, being uh, kinky and being poly are very much part of my identity the same way that being bisexual is. So when I say queer, it kind of gives me one word to cover all of the ways that I'm a big quirky weirdo. And I love being a big quirky weirdo. And <laughs> No, I love it. No, I love it. Well, I, I embrace that. That's my term for me. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Grace for learning. Grace for learning is a lot of Mexican. Sorry. It's like, it happens. It's awesome. So awesome. hopefully that cleared it up a little. Oh, I hope so too. It's like if not, but, you know, drop a line, please. Yeah. Yes. Very close. I know. There's a lot of space for this conversation, so let's do it. Thank you. Thanks for driving all the way out here to this tiny little coffee shop with me and talking about sex at three in the afternoon. Isn't it great? Yeah, so you don't. So people donate when they come to events. They ask for a five to ten dollar donation uh, when people come in. It's a worker owned space, so all the people who work here own it together. Like it's a community. It's a community space, um, and they also are expanding into the space next door. And so they're going to be doing bigger events, more exciting stuff. I am so honored to be contributing to a space like this that is so. Uh, open and inclusive and positive and willing to have conversations that maybe other people aren't willing to have. They've done, they did a lecture on the history of the KKK in the South here. They do like zine making. They have like a monthly like moon party, like period party here. They have open mic, like poetry. They do all kinds of cool anarchist, like activisty stuff here. Like this is a really cool space. So... I have never seen anything like this anywhere. There's some, there's definitely some stuff like this probably in like Northern California, like Portland, Seattle, but I have not had um, any experiences like this. And I this place is newer, and uh, they reached out to me online and said, "Hey, we love what you're doing. Do you want to participate?" And I was giddy, like oh my, like throw myself on the altar of this space, like please let me contribute. And uh, so I do this every two weeks, but we're already collaborating to do like a weekend event where we do sex at all weekend, kind of like Sex Week, but but without. Um, the shackles of politics. Politics, yeah, which is great. I mean, it's so, they have some really cool stuff going on here. So it's Coniferous Cafe in Jacksonville. If anybody's interested in checking the place out, they're all over on social media. Yes, they are all over on social media, and yeah, they're expanding. So it's about to be the like a happening place. So yeah, definitely. Thank you. Hope you guys enjoy that very much as much as we did, you know, our on the road podcast there. Um, she does do several events, Professor Sex, so do check her out if you're in the Jacksonville area. We'll try to pop up a couple times up there because she does have some fun events there. Well, Jacksonville is a fun city. 
we do need to go ahead and stop by there. And we're stopping all over Florida because we've just came back uh, from St. Pete. St. Petersburg and Miami. And Miami and D.C. And D.C., all that. So we'll we'll do another podcast recap on our crazy adventures there. But we are coming up on our next two stops on our tour, which is Florida Intensive Rope Experience and Fire. So that will be happening this week. Again, August 17th through the 20th. So Looking you, forward to that. Yes, so we'll be causing some mischief and mayhem, recording podcasts and interviews. So, And that's coming in sponsored by The Woodshed. Yes. They're pushing that. They have a great dungeon in Orlando. But then the following weekend gets even uh, I won't say even better, but continues on with that same <laughs> event because we're going back out to Tampa for Florida Power Exchange. Yes, and that one's more for the power exchange and relationships and couples and a lot of little events there. So if you're uh, interested in Daddy Littles, definitely check it out because they have color activities, jewelry making, um dungeon play everything etiquette dungeon play yeah etiquette play too and how to love mapping with your metamor um bdsm and the law you must obey so protocol classes protocol yeah and also bratty classes i want to take that one so i could be i'm not sure on that one (laughs) why i won't i won't i I think you've mastered that already some days no i haven't mastered the bratty submissive because i think that is my new title now it's like Uh topping from the bottom (laughs) well why don't you tell all these nice people how to reach us well they can reach us on on our website livingasexpositivelife.com all i do all the social media for living a sex positive life um except on twitter it's living a sex p life just because they're just asses but how can they find you well if they google it they'll definitely find us from living a sex positive life but if you're looking for me i'm john c luna on let's see facebook twitter fetlife uh say hi i'd love to hear from you i'd love to get some comments whether they're good or bad let us know how we're doing talk to you soon have a good night Bye. bye